Hello, and welcome to the podcast about Transformers comics, toys, and everything in between. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Compu Charm. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. And welcome to season two of the show. We're doing a special giveaway, so stay tuned until the end of the show for details and see how you can enter to win an amazing Transformers figure. I'm jealous. Moving on with our comic book discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Transformers Robots in Disguise Volume 1. And, as always, spoiler warning. Because, why? Just just read the comics first. Bots, gentle bots, and lady bots. Anyway, if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back and read it, and then listen to the podcast. Now, onwards. You all know the drill. This is Kilobyte's first time reading the series, and we're excited to hear his thoughts. But, before we can do that, let's hear some facts and trivia from Computron. Yeah, uh, so starting with the facts... Uh, there are five comic issues in this volume. Uh, the first issue was released February 2nd in 2012, or 22nd in 2012, and the fifth was released May 30th that same year. The writer was John Barber, and the artists were Andrew Griffin and Casey Collar, with colors by Josh Perez. So, trivia. In issue one, one of the nails in the opening double spread is an homage to Boba Fett. I missed that, so I gotta go back and see that. <laughs> <laughs> in issue four, Bombshell utters a warped variation of uh, Tool Aller One. In that respect, the choice of Sunstorm as his victim for his scene on that part of the rider is probably a deliberately Easter eggy one. Sunstorm has a history of these kinds of pseudo religious ramblings and other continuities. In issue five, Skybite remarks that a sweep reminds him of someone he knew long ago. A joke about how the sweeps all look like Scourge and how Robots in the Sky 2001 Skybite knew a different Scourge. So that's all there is. So, Mr. Kilobyte, would you please give us a short summary of these comics? Will do. With more and more nails arriving on Cybertron every day, his authority begins to be questioned at every turn, and his tenuous control of the Decepticons is slipping away. Bumblebee is forced to make a drastic choice. Could it be? And as always, all this information has been taken on the wiki. He makes several dr- drastic choices in this <laughs> issue, which yes. let's get down to it, shall we? Uh, let's. We open up to somewhat a peaceful Cybertron, with the exception of Cybertron being alive and trying to kill everything around it. But besides that, the war is over. The bots from all across the galaxy are finally coming home. What are your thoughts? I also want to point out I really like the character designs of all the background bots. It's really cool seeing all these unique figures and whatnot. What's your what's your thoughts? I love the character design. Love it. Love Prowl. I love Bumblebee. I love Ironhide. And even though I didn't see her alt mode, I love RCs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like all the designs as well. I I did find the Boba Fett looking one. And I'm like, ooh, I'll, I'll put that on my notes. But then it was already in the fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring it up again on the, the the YouTube. We'll have it come up a couple of times. It's it's yeah. good stuff. He's hiding up there in the, like the bottom right corner. Yeah, I I also like the uh the bot that's like uh, doing like a graffiti on the ship. Yeah, his yeah. shoulder pads remind me like an uh, like an old buggy kind of like a like a like a, a bmw bug yeah, uh, could see that. like more retro i i don't think we've we see him transform but like just the shoulders alone i'm like oh i like those those look pretty cool yeah so i also want to point out 
Uh, this is Robots in Disguise, which is a divergent right after the first issue of Volume 1 of More Than Meets So this takes place right after the Lost Light explodes. And so to everyone's perspective on Cybertron, the entire crew of the Lost Light is dead. What are your thoughts on that? Did Prowl do this? Is it just a certain happenstance, like coming through the the eyes of a Cybertronian that lives here and does not know what we we know? They, they kind of didn't seem to really care about the ship blowing up, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, everyone thinks, like, B did it. Yeah, there's the, there's the rumors that Bumblebee did it to show his power, to show him that anybody that goes against his regime, if you want to call it that, will meet a demise, just like the Lost Light. I mean, it's a very convincing argument when you know none of the other facts. That is true. Sounds familiar, like other arguments going on, but that's okay. <laughs> Uh, so some of the Decepticons have been promoted to keeping the peace. That seems like a bad idea, at least to me. And uh, Prowl isn't any better at this. What are your thoughts? I know, uh, Killbyte, you have some strong opinions on this. Yeah. Well, it, it, like a whole, I have a big opinions of this, this comic. But uh, it's I don't I don't know what Prowl was thinking of having Decepticons, even though they have the inhibitor ships that won't allow them to transform or use their weapons they can they still have the tendency to cause problems and it's not good it's not good for anybody and it's not surely not helping bees cause of a better cybertron yeah well said uh computron you have any thoughts on this uh well i mean not really because a lot of the stuff i want to talk about is kind of how follied this plan is essentially um okay. but really it's just it's proud being proud. The only way I can say this with a straight face. Okay, let's move on. We'll get to to the spot that you want to talk about. So, uh, Bumblebee and Metalhawk have a talk about how the nail. Excuse me. Sorry. Citizens are being treated, and they get into a situation where he had to detonate one of the ID inhibitor chips on a Decepticon who was beating a civilian. And kills horrible in front of many, many other citizens. Bumblebee is ruthless. <laughs> he just died. Gavitron. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, with B, if you mess with the bull, you get to horns. <laughs> well, not in this case. The, whole, the bull got the horn. <laughs> yeah, but Bumblebee's got horns on his head. Anyway, sorry. That was probably... <laughs> <laughs> needed too much reference to understand the joke. Uh, what are your thoughts, though, on this uh, murder? I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. Like, throughout the whole comic, I just get a vibe that things are repeating themselves. And they, they started a war because um, the lower class was being oppressed. And then now that everything's peaceful, air quotes, uh, the ones in control are still doing the same thing. And uh like if you don't comply with us they just they just click the button blow your head off and move on with their day and it's like what are you guys doing this is this is not right at all yeah it it definitely feels like all the decepticons have fought for the last four million years to only end up in the same spot it feels kind of disheartening disheartening is it disheartening yeah (laughs) Uh, the humans say disheartening yes yeah, uh, it's intense. Uh, and things escalate even further because Starscream decides that um, 
he wants to have a talk with Bumblebee, but uh, Bumblebee knowing Starscream and we knowing Starscream, he's probably up to something. So what does Bumblebee do? Just electrocutes him. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't kill him. Just just stuns him real good. Yeah, like Starscream shows up, Bumblebee comes out, and he's like, "I know you have a plan. I know you have people waiting for." to to do something horrible or attack me or anything and it just electrocutes him in there and it's like okay it's done come on let's move on and i'm like you didn't even <laughs> let him speak no no he he barely even got a word out and bam he's not dead though they just threw him in a you know you know bag. you know you know that whole saying where it's like innocent until proven guilty oh that's starscream with starscream it's uh guilty until proven innocent <laughs> yeah and for starscream he tries something new he uh, tells them the truth. What do you think about this? Do you think Starscream had an internal struggle before he, he ended up telling them the Decepticons' plan? Clearly, he didn't like Rat Bat. Well, he's not on his side. <laughs> no. He's on Starscream's side. Hmm, and I don't know. I would like to explore Starscream before the whole war a little bit more. Because I, um, I know he likes to lie and always kind of like for his side. I feel like he wouldn't fight himself over telling the truth, especially if it will help his cause. So he'll say whatever means possible, but I don't think he, he's going to be debating if it's the right thing to do or not. He's like, how does this help me? Yeah, he's opportunist. Yeah, he's an opportunist. So I, I kind of want to learn more if he was always like this or if he, throughout the years, he learned to be more uh, mischievous and more opportunist to get what he wants. Yeah, well, as long as you live to scheme another day, your schemes are going to slowly get better and better, right? Yeah. Until you're <laughs> dead. Then then your schemes don't get any better. Which, Starscream Telling the Truth takes us to an attempt assassination by Skywarp to kill Bumblebee at the, um, the grand speech. The speech that they're going to talk about, the lost ones from the lost light. Wow, that's, that's a sentence. The, the memorial. Yes. The memorial, yeah, no yes. Memorial. Uh, what's your thoughts on... The, the Skywarp attempt to assassinate, that Prowl intervenes. Uh, there's, there's a lot. I kind of forgot that for the longest time that Skywarp can just teleport or go invisible. Is that what it was? He, he teleported, right? Yeah, he teleported, yeah. Yeah, and so like the longest time I'm like, man, why do you even have a flying mode? You can just teleport. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't know if those abilities can be deactivated, but it can also help him reach higher places if he can't teleport there. So it kind of, kind of like compensating in case he doesn't have it. Yeah, no, that's fair. So that assassination attempt is thwarted, uh, but there is, however, a successful assassination made. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that kilobyte? Sounds like you want to. I, I didn't really, didn't really you like volunteered? it. You volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> tell us who died and who did the killing it just didn't feel right but rat bat got killed got assassinated by rc it felt amazing <laughs> yeah rc is brutal in these comics uh she's says she's not an assassin but she's an assassin uh she says things like i'm not gonna kill you and then just says just kidding and then does a murder uh chills scary you know what we need to do you know what we need to do is like from here on out at the top of the screen we needed to have a RC kill count just on the top so we, corner. So we have oh. the the table kill count, the the jazz hand count, and now the RC kill count. You know what? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. 
All right, so start, <laughs> starting with phase two, because we're not going to count anything before, because I don't know how many numbers that would go up. So countdown for one, I believe, for RC. Just phase two, right? Just phase two from the here yeah. on out. Um, yeah. So let's 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 continue forward. Uh, then Starscream at the memorial pulls a Starscream move. Kilobyte, you want to uh, talk about this? Yeah. Well, like, like what's a Starscream move in this case? Uh, in this case, uh, like like we said, he's always plotting. So uh, in saving Bumblebee, uh, he ends up getting on stage and starts saying that uh, we Decepticons want to stick together and we want to help everybody grow and all the Cybertron. And he kind of elects himself to be part of the council here with Bumblebee uh, and Metalhawk. And of course, being all public, the crowd kind of cheers on and now there's no way to take it back so he's forced into position which goes perfectly for him right and there's a lot of things moving in his favor because like sure he'll get the decepticon vote but he'll also get the unknown support the people who have not been on cybertron so they don't know how much of a bad idea this is you know what i mean (laughs) they're just like oh yeah this is fair we should have one from each faction um so it just it's just interesting how this this kind of not quite election but move into power is similar to other things we see uh, around us uh i want to take us forward and computron poor poor barrel roll bit ironic though he should have barrel rolled out of that situation <laughs> then uh maybe he'd no, still be with us. that was my pun <laughs> oh <laughs> really I had it written down, but uh, I'll. I'm sorry. You want you want to say it? Mine's on my hand. I wrote mine down on my hand. <laughs> on your hand. Okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of which, Computron Kilo, while while you are reading this, the first time for Computron that is, what did you think caused this explosion, and what eventually does it end up being? Uh, when I read it, I had no idea because everything. There's so many things happening in this comic, like people getting assassinated, this explosion over here, schemings, and all that. I had no idea what it could have been. Um, at first, maybe I thought it was like Barrel had a bomb inside him, didn't know it exploded. But other than that, I couldn't think of a single thing that could have made that explosion. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Computron, what did the explosion end up being? I honestly forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, in the being, I, I like, know like the scene. I just forgot what it ended up being. I know like when I first read it, I thought uh, it was like a sound wave, uh, sound wave and shock wave uh, scheme at first. A, a little bit. It yeah. was so since Cybertron is ended up being like a weird situation and very hand wavy, but the the energy given off from the sun. And since Cybertron used to have two moons, and then they had one moon, but they made up for it with the satellite Kima. But now Kimia, or I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, is no longer in orbit. So all this positive energy is charging up uh, the photons, I guess, and causing explosions. So they needed a way to capture that energy. And for some reason, this caused explosions on Cybertron. Very, very uh, interesting idea. I'm not sure if I'm for it entirely, but it does make an interesting mystery. Yeah, which which I don't like because they like Wheeljack fixes the problem for for a second until they get something in place. Now that he knows the solution, mm-hmm. but they show a scene where 
the ball of energy is being propelled into space and uh, he says that for those that don't know or anything, it looks like a, some fireworks. And then there's a scene where RC has a big green, says, heh. And I'm like, that's very unsettling. Why are you laughing like that? <laughs> yeah, she's she's a bit insane in this comic. I'm going to be honest. It's it's definitely an interesting time to be RC. I don't know what G-Haxes did, but it must have really messed her up. Yeah. I like, if I, if I remember correctly, this is specifically... Uh, wasn't this intentional like they didn't think like in the previous i don't remember i remember reading it somewhere that they didn't feel like they you know how she was just in chasing geoxys for almost forever right and like for six years yeah yeah well, that sorry but like they didn't feel like that they captured the insanity that was being brought to her enough and i think chaos theory was a chaos theory uh, she's in the heart of darkness with Hardhead, and that's where we find the the broken down Jahaxis. Yeah, she only fights a little bit. They don't really show too much because uh, she has to escape because Galvatron and the sweeps are there. Also, not a good time to be arson. Yeah, I could swear like they didn't. They felt like they didn't capture. I, I kind of swear about it. They felt like they didn't capture her insanity well with, within those films. That might have been at the end of the volume notes from the the writer. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna push us forward a little bit uh the aerial bots decide to leave the city in protest of starscream joining the council what's your thoughts bye <laughs> I'm like, well they're, they're they're leaving because barrel roll was wasn't very good for his namesake um and they think the decepticons caused these explosions first before they figured out the solution to what it was and well and then starscream obviously it's interesting Silverbolt's a bit of a hothead in this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think we'll see, because right now tensions are very high between them. They, they want peace, but there's still the grudge from the past. Uh, if bots don't uh, forget and move on, there's still going to be conflict. Yeah, there's that four million year wait still on yeah. everybody. So eventually, B allows the Decepticons to get other jobs other than being peacekeepers and removes... Does he remove the... No, he doesn't remove their ID chip. He just allows them to change form. And Swindle is talking his mouth off. And Dirge says something that we're all thinking, you're an idiot, Swindle. It's a Swindle thing. (laughs) Mere two panels later, Dirge runs into somebody. At this moment, who do you think that is, Kilo? Uh, When I saw it, I thought it was uh, Snar from uh, Last Down of the Records. Because uh, it looked oh the dead familiar. bot yeah that, later on I figured out it was dead but so it couldn't couldn't be couldn't be him but I thought it was Snar at that at that moment who do you think he said when he said oh it's you after he found the body <sighs> man I I don't know there's so many things happening yeah no that's fair is this after or before Prowl has a conversation with an unknown bot I think this is before before okay. Yeah. I, I I can't like. There's so many things here that just go <laughs> in between. I can't pinpoint anybody. Like I can't. I don't know who it could have been. Okay, that's fair. We'll keep moving and see if we can discover the mystery. I do want to pinpoint something with that bot that he found dead. Uh, is called Skydive, which is also the same name as a aerial bot. And so they make the they make a, a joke about that they're the same bot or the same name, but they're different bots. 
which I think it's kind of like the reference to the toys where they have the same names, but they're the characteristics oh, are very different. Yeah, just like how the humans have many people named John or Jim or, you know. Yeah. So pushing us forward, what is this mystery? Computron, do you mind describing it and give us your thoughts? The the one with, you know, Bombshell and RC and that fun stuff? Well, uh, it turns out the Mr. Dirge there had a bombshell on his head, right? Yeah. And then... Uh, a bombshell mind-controlled bug. He had a bombshell on his head. <laughs> what a bombshell. Uh, anyway... <laughs> You didn't write that one down. I got you. No, not that one. Anyway, so uh, it turns out that uh, Bombshell had his own kind of stuff, you know, lying on about. And well, he, uh, he okay. Before I okay, my head stuck on one thing, and I really want to talk about it. Yeah. Is you know how like when Bombshell started talking to Prowl and uh, RC, he was talking about in like like. He wasn't talking like clear English or clear Cybertronian language, whatever they're speaking. He was like jagged. Like he never really talked like that before. Not in the comics, but I think it's paying more homage to the G1 series where the Insecticons all had like a a, a tick of some kind. Um, okay. So like uh, one of Wasp-mater. them would repeat the... Yeah, Waspinator. Waspinator. He, he's, um, he's a Predacon though. But like one of them would repeat the last word they say a couple of times. One would just sound like he's gargling marbles, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So they ended up chasing out Bombshell. And well, Bombshell leads uh, Mr. Prowl and RC to some Constructicons. Oh, boy. Yep. And uh, build up a problem. To 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 quote one of my favorite movies, Boondock Saints, there was a firefight, or at least there was a bomb shell. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're just gonna keep bringing that one up. All right. Uh, so the pursuit ends with the, all of the Constructicons being killed off via ID chips. They think they're safe, but Prowl says the magic words: "Wheeljack, wheeljack, wheeljack." <laughs> and um, they all their chips are now reconnected to whatever they disconnected from, and bada bing, bada boom, they drop dead. They had go boom. Yeah. So, uh, Kilo, uh, I know in previous episode you said Prowl is pretty cool. You like Prowl? Is that yeah. still true up to this point? Ah, uh, with this comic, I hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't like what the Autobots have become, at least in, right here, right now, because they've become the same oppressors that we had at the beginning of the whole uh, continuity, like an, an autocracy and all that. And they're doing the same thing. If you don't work with them, they'll just blow your head off and they'll call it a day. Uh, like I don't, I don't like anybody. <laughs> I feel like there's. I think they, that was intentional, though, right? Yeah, it feels a little intentional to feel like like they're. They're not quite out of the loop of the war yet. Um, yeah. Also, I feel like Ironhide has been very peacemaker-y, but that also might be excused because technically he didn't live the war because he had a reset. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Computron, any thoughts? No, not really. I th- yeah, I think out of all the, the comic, Ironhide was 
the nicest one. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of nice bots, uh, we get more ships landing on Cybertron from across the galaxy, coming home after now that the war is over. My favorite, Skybite. The poet himself. Uh, now, my first time meeting Skybite was from R.I.D. 2001 series, the, the TV series. And I will say, I think this version of him in IDW does him justice. But what are your thoughts on this character at this point? I, I like it. Uh, I like it. I, uh, I haven't seen much of Skybite. I think I have a, a toy from the Armada series, but it's a, like a different uh, Skybite. It doesn't have the whole poetry and everything like that. Uh, but so far, it's interesting. He seems pretty mellow, pretty nice. So we'll see where that goes. I like that he flies in shark mode. Yeah, that's it. It's exactly what he did uh, in the, the, the show as well. Copy Tron. <laughs> uh, I love, I love the poet. I love him so much. Um, it is interesting that when he showed up, you know, he immediately went to being disappointed. But I kind of also wanted to. Uh, brush up on you know how like to me like right off the bat when you first meet him he has that rbf and like oh this guy's gonna be a bad dude he's gonna be a rude dude with the dude you know he's gonna be a bad guy and then he just shows up and he's not yeah it, it builds up anticipation and then he, he he's not a threat at all and he doesn't want to be a threat he's just trying to figure out why are there still tensions on this planet I like that they do mention that he didn't agree with uh, something that happened with the Constructicons in a, uh, a while back, and that's mm -hmm. why he he left them and everything. So I kind of I like that. So when they introduced him and they he's like asking, he's like, "What's going on?" He's kind of like trying to figure out everything, and make me like him more, especially uh, when he meets with uh, Swindle and everything. And they the the Autobots kind of capture him. They try to treat him as everybody else, and I'm like, but he did nothing. He was just at yeah. the wrong place. <laughs> at the exactly. Wrong time. So he he gets firsthand of some of the police brutality from Prowl and company, and this is a bit rough and hard to witness because he's not only getting police brutality, he's being blamed for something he didn't do, and this is because of through the influences of uh. Just everything of surrounding him. But his old, I want to say arch nemesis, but they, they tried to kill each other at one point. Ironhide steps in and vouches for him and just says, like, yeah, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that's the only thing he was guilty of. Uh, and this in itself and talking about how we are just as bad as the oppressors who were before us. B removes the ID chips from the Decepticons, which later on, Prowl destroys a table in disagreement. Mark two, <laughs> two tables for Prowl. Two tables for Prowl. <laughs> yep. Uh, what are your thoughts here? That's the last of my notes, but let's let's talk. I think that's the show of good faith. I know Decepticons tend to be sneaky and they try to create chaos, um, but if somebody tries to uh, progress along and try to show that good faith that eventually things could be resolved. Uh, but we can only can only wait and see what happens. <laughs> like, I, I know B is trying, and there's so many things going on. It's a different... It's different than being in command of a war than it is being commanded when, 
during peace because you have to show your your people that you're there for their well-being and and you're doing things for the for the good of people and not for the good of a kind of like your group yeah so so removing those chips yes bots will disagree but it is the right thing to do especially now that everything's at peace no more war we should be trying to work all this together and create a united cyber yeah well said that's what we need that's what we need i tell you what uh will we achieve it can only can only hope (laughs) (laughs) maybe keep soundwave and shockwaves chips and (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe or just better yet put them in jail for now uh so rod star rating let's have a kilobyte go first this time um uh, i just i hate it all the wrong (laughs) things the autobots were doing it's just man it just drove me nuts because they're supposed to be that means the writer did a good job right yeah like i understand that was the point and everything don't you knock off points for that (laughs) okay it's not what i want it has to be what i want not the writer no, but um, I think it was fun and uh, drove me nuts. But it's something that shows progress in the transition between war and peace. So I'll give it a four. Four? Right on. Copy truck? Uh, I love RC too much. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with four, too. Four? Uh, I like the story. I think it's good. The mystery is good. There's some cheesy mysteries like the the exploding photon thing from the sun energy thing. That that was a little hand wavy to me. Uh, so I'm gonna give this a three and a half. I do like the art. I do see a lot of the War for Cybertron influences here and there. Uh, Which I yeah, like. RC is a uh, uh, how would you say this? Um, she amazing. did a murder. She did many <laughs> murders. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, like what would she say when she murdered uh, Sunstorm in front of Prowl? Like, oh, I'm sorry, was this your friend? And then just murders him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, but listeners, what did you think of these comics? How many Rod Stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. All right, let's talk about the current giveaway we are doing in celebration of season two of the podcast. We will be doing a brand new giveaway, completely different from season one, Computron this time. Do you mind telling the listeners how they can enter? Yeah, uh, we are giving away a Transformers 86 line Jazz toy. Uh, the giveaway will run for another five weeks and the winner will be announced on the Earth calendar month of January 24th, 2022. So here's how to enter. First, you will need to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter. Uh, Each entry counts as a single point. You can earn bonus points to uh, win by leaving a comment on our YouTube channel, right? Or retweeting uh, this episode on Twitter. So, and of course, good luck to all of you. I'm jealous. That jazz looks amazing. That's so cool. You mean my jazz, right? You just, are you gonna <laughs> enter? You're gonna make a, a pseudo uh, account and try to enter. Um, so, Don't but you if you want to get, me. <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervebarpodcast at gmail Do you guys have any toys you want to talk about? I I have one. Uh, yeah, I li- I like the the jazz we're giving away, so I got myself one. 
Oh, that's cheating. You're supposed to wait until after the giveaway. Suddenly there's knocking at your door. <laughs> no, you can't come in. But uh, I like it. It's pretty cool. Uh, I really, really enjoy the toy. Right on. Uh, I got the new Flame Toys Rodimus model kit that I am currently spray painting and changing the colors of. Now, what colors to what? We'll see. I will post the images as soon as they are ready on the Twitters. And maybe when I'm done, there might be an image on one of the YouTube videos. Ooh. We'll uh, see. Yeah, we'll see. Computron, you have anything you want to talk about? Not really. I don't have anything new yet. I did go on a 42-mile hike, though. Ooh. Nice. That's that's a glorious hike here on Cybertron. What what uh, what parts of Cybertron did you do your hike on? I went from Icon all the way to Tarn. That that's a trek. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a I don't think that was 42 miles. <laughs> <laughs> Must be pretty close together. I don't know. No, uh, I had a escape Waspinator. He was kind of following me. <laughs> so you just <laughs> where is that buddy? Thought he'd be around here. Maybe we'll see him in the next episode. Yeah, maybe he's busy. Maybe he's busy. He's buzzing around. Are you guys ready for Transformers? More than meets the eye, volume two. I am. Yeah. Can't wait to see this journey. It's going to be a good time. Uh, do you mind taking us out, Kilobyte? Uh, yes. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. We hope you're all staying safe out there. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you are interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff D&D Transform and Rollout Rise of the World Killers. Let's tune in for a preview now. And back to the top with Wolfie. <laughs> she just ignored you. Completely. She does completely ignore you. She does not care. <laughs> Dang, I'm trying to smack talk and all I get is a wall. Exhilarating. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content. Link will be provided below. End transmission.